0: this is Hiroshima Peace Memorial Park as you see it is a beautiful park green and leafy when you come here you see how beautiful Hiroshima is but where you are walking now actually is graveyard many many lives were lost here some people say 3,000 just within this small section or 4,000 we don't know exactly how many and many of them, of course, could not be recovered because everything was burnt down. And uh, around here, which is only 100 meters from the the hypocenter of the atomic bomb, bones were crushed like powder. Mm. So they were scattered. And when the uh, city of Hiroshima decided to reconstruct this place, about 70 centimeters or one meters of uh, soil, were brought from the mountains around here to cover absolutely everything, including remnants of houses and some shadows of dead people. So this is a graveyard for many people from Hiroshima.
1: A somber start to the podcast today. When atomic bombs were dropped on Hiroshima in 1945, it led a few months later to the surrender of Japan effectively ending World War II. There were up to 150,000 casualties of the atomic blast, and the magnitude of the devastation has changed how the Japanese view war and how Hiroshima sees itself today. Welcome to Asia Rising, a podcast from Latrobe Asia, and I'm being shown around the Peace Gardens in Hiroshima by Associate Professor Lulu Vanderdoes, Director of the Center for Peace at Hiroshima University.
0: It was Monday, Quarter past eight, on the 6th of August 1945, the world's first nuclear weapon uh, was exploded around 600 meters above the Shima hospital, just there, causing unprecedented damage to the city of Hiroshima, killing at least, they say, 100,000? or more, we don't know exactly how many lives were lost. Uh, around this very small section, at least 3,000 or 4,000 people are killed almost instantly. And within the two kilometers of the radius uh, from the hypocenter, okay, about 90% of people died as well. At least by the end of that year, on the 31st of December, 140,000 people died. The heat was, according to the records, around 4,000 uh, Celsius in the core. That means that if you were standing here, you would be instantly covered with the high degrees of burns and if you were around at 1.5 kilometers away from the hypocenter, uh, you'd still be totally burned to the extent that your skin will shrivel and that would be completely peeled off uh, your eyes if you looked at towards the explosion would be instantly blinded as well Hiroshima was uh, uh, quite a vibrant city at the time. And this area especially was the city centre, uh, covered with houses and, and many, many people uh, just about to go to their offices and starting their small businesses. So the quarter past eight uh, was just when people were starting their day's business. And that's why so many people outside and were directly exposed to the heat and blast. The blast was also absolutely devastating. About 90% of the wooden houses around this area were totally um, demolished uh, instantly too. And many people were trapped under the rubble of the building, and they were unable to escape. And a fire ensued many
1: people actually burnt alive Mm. in the fire. So, the the atomic bomb, uh, it just wasn't the initial aftermath that the survivors needed to live with. This has been something that has continued uh, with with their lives, not just the memory of it, but health problems as well. Mm. And with the next generation, the subsequent generation, and I'm sure that people who are from Hiroshima today, this is part of their civic memory, part of their identity. Can you talk about that concept and how much of a tragedy like this can mould how a city is now and the people that live in it?
0: This area was absolutely the land of death. Nothing, there was absolutely nothing except for rubbles and the dead bodies. Many survivors who tried to look for their family members in the aftermath would be walking here, but not making fast progress because you have to step over the bodies. Hmm. For them, uh, nothing would grow for the next seventy or seventy-five years.
1: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And so people had a choice whether to stay here or move away. But many people, for some reasons, decided to stay. Do you know why?
1: Because this is their home.
0: Yes, it's their home. Home in a way that their family members might be still here. Mm. If you come here, this is an atomic bomb gravestone. And you see, please come with me. You are about 70 centimeters below the The ground level. level. Yes. And this is more of the original height the power of the atomic bombing so if you are just a human being like you and i uh, you have no way to hide anywhere you would be just crushed underneath this is the list of the names that we are still trying to find okay so that's the kind of uh, memories that they are still living with and so when you say Identity of Hiroshima, that's Mm. really uh, many-layered. Hiroshima as the city of peace, that is a constructed identity, which we subscribe to. Reasons of calling Hiroshima as peace city is, of course, people wanted peace. That kind of concept, the only concept that you can rely on when you had lost everything. When you your body is damaged, when you had lost your family, your house, everything, I suppose you have to make a choice. Do you have a will to survive or do you have the will to die? Yeah. People who decided to choose for the will to survive needed something that will you up. Even if I'm hungry, even if I'm entirely alone, I have something, the concept of peace. Now that the war seems to have ended and a new era will come. So the idea of a peace for those people who survived the bomb is quite different from the kind of peace that is advertised. City of peace Hiroshima as a constructed concept was constructed. It was needed because the city of Hiroshima had no money, nothing, to reconstruct this land. So under the uh, Allies occupation, it was important for them to create a new image, new purpose, for which they will be able to receive uh, financial, social, and physical uh, assistance. Okay. So Shinzo Hamai, who was the first democratically elected mayor of Hiroshima, came up with this idea. Hiroshima lost everything. It was bombed because it was militarized the city. And now that allies are here to demilitarize and democratize the land of Japan why can't Hiroshima be the first so by naming it as a city of peace okay, by making the peace as the aim that's the goal to achieve they were able to convince the GHQ to assist to them to start rebuilding, the reconstruction of this city. So in that sense, city of peace, Hiroshima, is associated strongly with the idea of reconstruction, making it vibrant, making it beautiful, making it attractive, Mm. like what you see now. So that's one layer of peace. Another layer of peace, as the identity of people who live here is it's a memorial place but it's not memory of the dead only dead are still with them in their heart encouraging them not to make the same mistakes now this word mistake is a very controversial one if you go to that memory over there in the stone epitaph it says we hope we pray that you will be resting in peace as mistakes will never be repeated nowadays most uh, survivors think that mistakes can be of any human being yeah it could be the past mistakes of killing each other Uh, just being so belligerent over the smallest of desire smallest of greed you know but the epitaph is promising to the dead as well as to the future generations that we will do our best to pass down the memories of Hiroshima and Nagasaki as well so that nuclear weapons will never be used against any lives.
1: You spoke earlier of mistakes, mistakes are still happening and war is still happening in the world and there are countries that are experimenting or stockpiling nuclear weapons. Is this message of peace and what Hiroshima tries to stand for now as a warning to the rest of the world, an example of what can happen and the cost not just to the lives of those that died but those who survived as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, at 78 years, there are babies who were conceived around that time, who are born with irreversible physical problems, with unknown meaning that they're born with small heads, okay? born with all sorts of physical problems. They are living with the results of human mistakes. So we are trying to, of course, support the lives of those people but at the same time to create a society where uh, people with a physical related directly or not directly related with atomic bombings but somehow as a result of the atomic bombing can have their own space, their own place where they feel they belong to. Yeah. And they are part of this society, a very important part of the society. They have their voices and they are supported and they are encouraged to build their own lives as well, as integral part of the society. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to deal with the um, living memories of atomic bombing. Also, there are so many people living with a trauma, as well as the uh, stigma and the discrimination mm. related to uh, being the atomic
1: bomb uh, survivors. This park is full of tourists and students mm. and locals and people from international countries and yes. uh, a person from Australia with a microphone. <laughs> so part of all this park is education as well as memorialization. Mm. And I knew what happened in Hiroshima. I've, I've read history books. but being here and seeing all this in person and, and looking at the the A-bomb dome and, and the museum that you've got over here in the memorials is all part of, of understanding with this as well and I guess you have an impending visit by the, uh, by the G7 Forum yes. and that opportunity to show leaders and influencers of the world the reality mm. of this scale of a, of a devastation of this, this kind of atrocity mm. is an important opportunity to educate that sort of audience isn't it
0: yes indeed and I do hope that the visitors will see Hiroshima and if possible feel the soil feel the grass and feel the lives that's been passed down generations despite the atrocity Mm. that happened here because in doing that we could make uh, the past event, the atomic bombings of humans as part of us. Coming here is one thing, but feeling the air, feeling the soil, feeling the water is totally another. By putting yourself as part of this community, you will realize that uh, survivors and people of Hiroshima are not expecting visitors to learn about the atomic bombing, so that they will feel sorry, or they will feel remorseful. Mm. Yeah, of course, the mistakes were committed, and apologies must be made, but that's not the goal. What happened was happened, and it cannot be reversed, but we can learn from what happened and by learning we can realize that the nuclear weapons are here which can at any moment devastate any city any lives the victims could be anyone the current threat of nuclear weapons is so real it could happen in ukraine tomorrow it is no longer somebody else's problem And that is why we don't have time to do the blame game anymore. It's not about Americans dropped or Japanese received or anything like that. Even then, it was not just Japanese. So atomic bomb atrocity makes anyone the
1: victim. The teaching and the research that you do Is preserving the memory of these sorts of places, and the message, the warning that these places can send as well, part of why you research and teach peace?
0: Facts of the atomic bombing has been recorded extensively, and it's been preserved in many ways. And then I think we continue to find more facts as time goes by, and as more people will come forward to share their own memories because even now so many people have been concealing Mm. that they were atomic bomb survivors out of respect for the dead or out of fear of discrimination against them. So there are facts but also there are memories that I think are very important to be preserved not just preserving, but also continue to uh, give life to the memories so that memories will always stay as lived memories, somebody else's legacies and somebody else's way of passing down uh, lives to the next generations. My research covers both the sides, records, history, as well as memories. And that's why I would like to establish memory studies as an academic discipline. People's memories, which are so fragile and fallible, but also the vehicle of lives. Something most powerful if it is passed down, which can also drive people, shall I say, mobilize people uh, to create for society history are very important all sorts of histories convey the facts of what happened in the past but at the same time histories can simplify the events they will try to strive for a consensus or strive to create a narrative that is acceptable to the society of that time and space. While memories are free, Mm. they can be constrained by the personal preferences, but memories can also create a free space where people with different and conflicting histories can come together and try to find a mutually livable, acceptable mutually shareable space okay. and that's my goal in my research and that's the reason why i would like young people to seize this opportunity of hiroshima trying to accept and welcome as many people as possible from all over the world to share this place and space in time
1: That was Associate Professor Vanta Vanderdas, Director of the Centre for Peace at Hiroshima University, and you have been listening to Asia Rising. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend. You can follow La Trobe Asia on Twitter. We are at La Trobe Asia. This podcast has been produced at La Trobe University in Melbourne, Australia, on the unceded country of the Wurundjeri people. I'm Matt Smith, and thanks for listening.